Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Are You Sleeping podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you two new stories. Just before we get started, I do want to announce that this podcast is in no way associated with Reddit or any other platforms. So let's get into today's episode. Today's first story is titled Possible Demon Haunting. Well, basically, I moved in with my girlfriend. She was off the walls a lot of the time and lashed out at a lot of people. She had a lot of negative people in her life. She was convinced they were great. Her pupils would get as big as her eyes when she was on these rants and lashed out. I've never seen her eyes change so drastically and it happened to her mom too when she came over to the house. Her mom came to me one day and just asked me straight up what was wrong with her and I just had to tell her I had no idea. She would pace back and forth constantly having these freakouts and they weren't even rational. One night I was in her sunroom alone and felt that I was being stared at. I was smoking a cig and put it right out, went inside and she fought with me so I went on the couch. Then I heard tiptoes in the bathroom and something coming closer to me, so I yelled, get out, as loud as I could out of instinct. It was gone after that. The next day, the house was quieter. The dog acted less scared and everything seemed fine, and it was fine for about a week. Her attic always bothered her, so I just touched the string to open it and shivered and jumped back. I almost refused to go up. None of her friends even went up. But I went up with Sage because that's what I read to do. It felt better up there almost immediately and she was fine even going up. The doorway to her room always gave me cold chills all over my body, but I just blamed it on temperature changes. I would also get them in random spots in our house and never knew why. After the attic thing, I started feeling this thing in other rooms when she was around. The dog would get scared of her when I would sense it around. It made no sense. The dog would always flock to me and not leave me alone. We both always had random bruises. Hers were on her inner thighs and arms, always fingerprints. I would have them on my arms and wrists. Had a bad one on my knee too. And I'm positive I wasn't bumping into anything. I was so tired of it. I finally brought Sage and did the whole house and sensed it moving around as I did. I thought it was gone, so when we tried to go to sleep then, I went to go to the bathroom and felt it again. The bathroom was the only place I didn't go in with the Sage yet. I put the Sage in there and then closed the door. I then went back to bed woke up and did not get the chills one single time in her doorway or anywhere where I put the sage. Her anxiety, depression, and a lot of stress went away. I did feel like absolute hell when I woke up every morning and felt like I was being beaten up or that I had been beaten up or hit by a car. Every muscle hurt. She also told me every time I was sensing the thing was around my eyes went from green to gray, almost. I have no experience with the stuff, so I'm just looking for insight as to what's going on. The dog and her are a lot of happier now. He wouldn't even sleep in the bed before, but 
he did last night. Now, you guys, I do have an update from the author of this story on some more things that was happening around the house. And here is the update. I was napping with her dog because I had an inhaled granite cleaner and had an allergic reaction. We were supposed to go to her mom's. I heard her say, bye boys, in a pretty distinct voice. Then the door shut. The dog shot up and looked because he heard it too. So I figured she had just left for her mom's. Looking at my phone, I had texts from her 45 minutes ago. So she had been gone for a while. I was a little uneasy, so I went to the couch. The dog started shaking so bad, it looked like he was having a seizure and he was gazing into the kitchen where the door is. He never shakes unless there's fireworks. I had to hang up my phone call and take him on a walk because I was actually worried for him. It was the weirdest thing. Then me and my girlfriend got into an argument over nothing and I could sense it in her doorway again. I was kind of over the whole bruising and it scared the dog at that point. So I got up and said very, very loudly, if you ever bruise me in my sleep again or fuck with the dog, you're going to be eradicated. The dog hates yelling, but he didn't even budge. He fell asleep 30 seconds later and it's been fine since. And this next story is called, We Bought a Haunted Hotel. Apologies for the long post. This story dates back to the late 90s. I, male 15 around the time, was living in Bermont, UK with my family. My parents purchased a Victorian hotel, nine guest bedrooms, and we moved into the owner's accommodation. My parents had their room on the ground floor and my brother and I had a room each in the basement. The hotel was a nice place. It had a happy feel to it, except in certain areas. There was one room on the top floor that had a strange vibe when you went inside it. Whilst cleaning this room, there was a closeness, as if all the air around was closing in on you, and a ring in your ears that only really became apparent when you left the room itself. I always kept the door open when I had to work in this room and was happy when I got to leave. We will come to this back later. Within the first few months living in the hotel, it was apparent to the whole family that things were happening that could not be explained by everyday logic. The large old doors around the hotel were heavy and had been fitted with auto closers for fire safety reasons. This made it generally difficult to open them at times particularly when carrying trays, hotel supplies, or other things. However, often we would be walking through parts of the hotel and a door would swing open. We would expect someone to walk out of the connecting room, but there would be no one there. Another occurrence experienced by my entire family at some point or another was the feeling of being hit by a sudden gust of wind. Even when in a room with all doors and windows closed, we are not talking about a little breeze. This was like someone had a large rotary fan up our face and put it on maximum power. Then after the wind stopped, there would be a strong smell of gingery aftershave. 
The first major incident we had involved room seven. A couple and their 10-year-old daughter were staying in the room. After dinner, the parents went to the bar for some drinks, but the daughter was bored, so wanted to go and watch TV in the room, so she did. All was fine until another guest entered the bar area and asked if anyone was staying in room seven, as they could hear someone screaming in that room. My parents and the girl's parents ran upstairs and went into the room and found the daughter sitting in the bed in floods of tears. When asked what was wrong, she said she had fallen asleep and then woken up to see a man standing in the room. My parents asked what the man looked like, thinking it was one of their guests in the hotel, but the description she gave was of a tall man wearing a top hat and that he had hair down the sides of his face, but not a beard. She effectively described a Victorian man with sideburns. Her parents asked where he went, but she didn't know when she woke up, he told her to stay in bed and go back to sleep. That is when she said she started screaming, and when she looked back up, he was gone. They searched the hotel, but no one was found, and none of the guests came close to matching that description. They put it down to just a bad dream, but my family was sure that there was more to it than that. Not that we ever talked to the guests about the supernatural occurrences, we figured it would cause more issues if people actually knew. It was a few months before the next sighting. The ground floor layout of the hotel was quite basic. There was a main lobby area and off from that there were different rooms. Lounge, dining room, kitchen, etc. The bar was part of an old extension only accessible through the dining room. This meant that if you were to sat in a certain position in the bar, you could see directly through the dining room and into the main lobby and stairs area. A guest was sat having a drink in that exact spot when she turned to my mom standing behind the bar and said, Oh, have you been having a wedding party? Mom was quite confused and asked what the guest was referring to. The guest said that the man wearing a full top hat and tails had just walked down the stairs. My mom moved around beside the bar and looked out of the window towards the entrance of the hotel, at which point the guest said, he didn't go that way, he went down the right side of the stairs. What the guests didn't know was that the right side of the stairs led to our private quarters. Mum and Dad went to check, but there was no one there, and although there was ways out of the building, they were locked and bolted from inside, so no one could have exited through them without it showing. Another common occurrence in the hotel would be the sound of running when on the ground floor, you would hear running upstairs. This was not surprising when the hotel had guests. In an old Victorian hotel, every sound was heard and magnified. But over Christmas break, we would shut the upper floors of the hotel and just have family time. But the running around would still continue. It was so loud at one point that we were sure someone had broken in. My brother, dad and I went upstairs clutching kitchen knives for safety. But after unlocking and checking the rooms, no one was up there. A guest started staying long-term at the hotel. I don't recall what his job was, but he had business some time of the year in this area. And certain other days, he had to travel into London. On London days, he would need to be out of the hotel by 5 a.m. Mum would leave him out at breakfast. He would help himself to it and 
be gone before we woke up, returning later in the evening. One day, we were returning from London. He was chatting to my parents, and he said something strange that happened when he left the hotel that morning. He had come to, out of his room as usual. He was half surprised to see a boy stood up on the half landing leading up to the top floor of the hotel. The man was not used to seeing someone else up at 4.30 a.m., but being polite, he said good morning to the boy. He said the boy didn't say anything and said he just turned and slowly walked up to the top floor. The man thought it was strange, but just carried on with his normal morning routine. My parents were puzzled by this and asked him what the boy had looked like. He said he was around eight to nine years old, but could not recall what the boy was wearing. The reason my parents were confused was because at the time, we had no children staying at the hotel. Many months later, while serving breakfast, a guest came into the dining room and quite loudly asked my mom, is this hotel haunted? All the other hotel guests stopped eating, intrigued by the question and even more so by whatever the answer would be. My mom played it cool, simply saying, why do you ask? The lady replied that she had woken up in the night and there was a boy stood in her room. She said hello to the boy and he vanished. Mom acted surprised and said it was the first she had heard of anything like it. Again, playing it down in front of all the listening ears. The final incident involved me. I had been saving my money up to buy a watch, a storm watch to be precise. I had finally managed to get enough money together and had made my way to town to pick up the watch. It was my first ever expensive purchase, if I recall around 90 pounds at the time. When it was time to go to bed, I took the watch off and went to put it on the bedside table. However, in each room there were internal phones next to the bed. This was in case my parents needed our help or guests were checking in so we could be called to assist. The bedside table in my room was so small the phone took up all the space. For that reason, I decided to lay the watch over the receiver of the phone and hope no one called me in the night. My bed was one of those large metal bunk beds. It had a single bed at the top and a sofa bed below that folded into a small double. I slept on the bottom, partly because it was a double, but realistically because the ceiling was so low you could not physically sleep up at the top anyways. I remember being woken up in the night to the loudest clanging metal sound as my whole bed shook. It felt and sounded as though someone had taken a run and jumped and landed on the metal ladder of the bed. I was facing the wall at the time and remember the utter fear I felt. I would say it was the only time in my life I had been frozen in fear. No part of me would move. I just lay there, too scared to turn over, to see what had caused the entire bed to shake. I am not sure I would have been able to call for my brothers, but he was away at PGL summer camp, so he couldn't have helped me anyways. I lay there for hours, just staring at the wall. Finally, the light shone down the basement window and filled my room. I plucked up the courage to turn around and look, and thankfully, there was nothing there. I sat up in bed, and the first thing that I noticed was the watch was gone from the top of the phone. I searched around the floor, thinking maybe it had slid off. 
Then I thought about the noise my bed had made, as if someone had jumped on it. Slowly peering up the top of the bed, there in the middle of the mattress was my watch. I guess the little boy had wanted to play with it too. My mom went on to research the local history of the hotel. She was able to find out a doctor had lived there when it was first built as a house. And during the time, there was a young boy that had died from an illness. But I can't remember the exact details of how. We owned the hotel for many years before selling it. It later was converted into flats, and I often wondered if they still have any occurrences. All right, everybody, that is it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. And once again, if you can please head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and click that five-star button, that really helps small podcasts like this one. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you all next time. This is Radiant Voices Media.